Dear Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to be able to come together to speak about your truths, what you have given us to encourage us, to fortify us, to keep us uh, walking according to your will and not our own, uh, to keep us to be able to to see exactly how we ought to carry ourselves in this season. There is much, much distractions. There's so many different lies and many things that are coming against the people of God. But we know that no matter what seeks to stop us, no matter what seeks to block us or hinder us, that your word is true. Your word is real. Uh, your word is uh, cannot return to you void. And we thank you for your word because it is a sword that we are allowed to use to fight the enemy. I pray that those who hear will be encouraged and strengthened and they will also go back and study the word for themselves to test what they hear to ensure that they're not only validating what's being heard, but encouraged through our biblical facts. We give you the glory and the honor. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, you know, I was talking to someone near and dear to me this week and they made a statement. They actually asked me a question. That's something that I've asked myself for a, a long time. Um, and I'm sure we've all asked this question too. And it usually comes up when we're going through a storm. And we look at the storm. We look at the things that we're dealing with. Uh, we look at uh, the challenges that are around us. And we have this question that comes up. Why do we keep going back down this road? Why do we keep enduring the same test, the same trial? You know, sometimes I think we get to a place in life where we feel like we've quote unquote made it, that we've overcome this, this test, that we're no longer going to endure uh, these, a particular battle anymore. And when it comes back up again, we, we become discouraged. You know, we become uh, we feel like we're defeated because here we go again, traveling down uh, a similar road or, or maybe even the same exact road of something we thought we already beat. We've already accomplished. We've already rose above. You know, and I want to tell you one of the reasons why many of us who attend churches or grew up in a church or have been involved in any type of uh, you know, church group or ministry. Uh, one of the reasons why we we believe this uh, that you know we ha- we come to this un- this this challenge in our thought process of why we keep going down this road because we look at uh, unfortunately fake or false teachers and preachers who come before the people and tell them that you know God wants to raise them to a new level you know and at this new level that God is going to take them to they're not going to experience any more of the trials and tribulations uh, that they've experienced before. You know, I've heard the the, the saying before, uh, new levels bring new devils. But the truth is, the enemy's game plan and the things we really go through never really changes. And we can look at this through a, a couple of prime examples in the Bible. And the first one is Jesus Christ. You know, he was called by God to come and save mankind from their sins. Right? The Bible says that he is 
the way. Christ said that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Uh, no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, in his ministry, in his walk, in what he was called to do, though he was called by God, though he had a, specific, a particular purpose in his life, he never stopped being challenged with the same problem over and over again. One of the main problems that he dealt with was the Pharisees challenging him. Everywhere he went, it was a Pharisee, a Sadducee. They challenged Jesus Christ. And the main reason they challenged him was to try to prove that he was not the way, the truth, and the life. This is why they said that he was speaking blasphemy, calling himself the son of God. This is why he cast out a demon. And they said he uh, is, is of the spirit of Beelzebub. Everywhere he went, no matter how much good he did, no matter how he blessed people, the truth he spoke, how he uh, raised people back from the dead, he always dealt with the same problem. And I believe the reason we uh, are constantly challenged with the same issues in life, uh, not all the issues, but I believe there are particular issues that God allows us to continue to fight against is to prove who God is in our life through that particular problem, through that particular test. And when we walk this faith, we walk out this this, this ministry that God has given us, this lifestyle as a believer, it is important to realize this because there are times we become discouraged, all right? There's no way to walk this, this walk and not become discouraged. Even Jesus Christ himself became discouraged. You know, he was on his way to the cross and before he had to stop in the Garden of Gethsemane and ask God three times to take away the cup that he was facing, that trial, that test, that, that grave uh, situation. And in his discouragement, one thing Jesus Christ did that sometimes we don't find ourselves doing is that he said, not my will, but your will be done. And he kept moving forward. The One of the the climaxes to his ministry was not just the cross, but how they tried to tell him on the cross the same thing the Pharisees and Sadducees said to him when he was there. That if you are the son of God, then why are you on this cross? Bring yourself down. His whole ministry, he was tested with the same thing over and over and over again. And like I said, we all have this in our life. We all have these different tests that would seem like, man, we finally have got to this place of victory, yet we're back here again. But it's important for us to really make sure that when we walk in this journey, we understand this, that God didn't call us to get to this particular place of I made it or I've reached this level. No more going through a particular or all these particular problems. Our life is called to be a testimony of who God is. And if we don't go through storms, if we don't endure hard times, then how can we show people that God is a provider? He is a healer. He is a way maker. 
Very, very important to realize. You know, and Paul, he always expounds on what Christ talked about. That's why I love reading Paul's letters. Because, you know, Christ was operating in a three-year ministry. He had a sole purpose to save humanity from their sins through the cross. And in that ministry, he, he did a lot of good. He spoke truths. And then Paul gets called by Christ to come in and really uh, expand what Jesus Christ did through his life. Paul tells us that at the end of the day, we have to go through it. There is no other way to say we believe, to say we are children of God, to say we are being sanctified, that we are called, that one day we'll be saved if we don't go through it. It's a must. He even tells us that we have to walk as Christ walked, and Christ walked going through it every single time. He didn't reach some type of like 10-year uh, level of just complete success with minimal problems, minimal struggles. He endured hard times his entire ministry. It is the unfortunate lies, as I said before, of these, these gospels that do not align with the Bible that gets us to believe that, you know, we shouldn't have to. Or maybe, you know, once we become saved or once we read the Bible, if we just leave people alone or whatever these little things they tell us, that we... If we speak to ourselves and, and declare these wonderful things that somehow we'll, we'll graduate to uh, some level of, of, of just serenity or peace. No such thing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, Paul says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. He said, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in the craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, though whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. He said, we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, our Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. He says, for it is the God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, who has shone on our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you that, you know, in a, in a sense, preaching um, is, 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 is just like living, if you will. While the Bible does clearly show us uh, through a couple of uh, places where Paul writes to the church and tells us that, you know, there are people designated to preach and that are, that is men you know, there's a clear outline in the Bible and, and, and not a woman or not called to teach, preach or have authority over man. But I want to tell you that how we live our life is an example of preaching. It's 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 testifying. It's explaining. It's showing people that Christ Jesus is Lord. We don't do what the world do. We don't act like the world act. And when it comes to our trials and tribulations, 
We don't display uh, this mindset of we're going to get to a certain level of, of I made it. But yet we're going to continue to go through trials and tribulations. You know, I've been asked and I've, I've heard other people ask the question and other people have been asked, why do you always go through something? Well, that's because we are called to go through something. And, and, and know this, we're not called to stay anywhere. We are constantly called to go through storms, trials and tribulations. This is the essence of being a believer. Paul said, if anyone desires to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, they shall suffer persecution. And in verse seven, he says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So it's not of us. It's not for us. The power of God, the power that we can endure and overcome comes through God and not of ourselves. Not because we speak to ourselves and we declare these truths. We go through these storms and overcome because of what God is doing through us. And Paul tells us in the next verse, he said, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord and the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are also delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal bodies. It says, so that then death is working in us, but life in you. That's what it really means when you're always going through something, say you are going to be hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. God's not going to let you get crushed because then you can't walk out the will he has on your life. And someone could turn around and say, well, your God is a liar. He said we are perplexed and, uh, you know, but not despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. I, I, I constantly deal with this uh, being told that I'm a false teacher, a false preacher. I speak lies. When I quote the very thing that's written in the Bible, what Christ and the Apostle Paul says. And other disciples and, and throughout the, the scripture. And it's, it's sometimes very challenging. Because the attacks are never truly um, about me as a person, even though they come directly at me. They're ultimately about attacking against God's word. They're coming against his truth. But when you are from the messenger, the messenger is going to get shot too, as it relates to the Bible. You can't avoid it. They're going to attack you because at the end of the day, they can't stand Christ. The Christ of the Bible, the true Christ. And this is why it, I, I say it's so important for us to understand the fight that we're in when we come up against the same trial over and over again. Because if we don't understand this point, we will find ourselves missing the fact that we are not in a physical 
carnal warfare. We are in a spiritual warfare. And the enemy wants us to step over or step outside of the spirit of God and into the flesh of man to fight them on the, the, the grounds of wickedness and not of righteousness. We got to realize why we are here. Why we keep going through these tests. God wants to get the victory, the glory out of our life. But he gets no glory if we just say, you know what? I'm tired of going through this same test. I'm tired of being challenged in this same way. We have to. The Apostle Paul made it very clear that he knew through the Holy Spirit that everywhere he went, he was going to be in chains. He was going to be persecuted. And why? Because ultimately, Paul was challenged with the, with the truth that he was not called by God. People to this day say Paul was a heretic, that this guy was loony. He was insane. He wasn't even, he didn't even walk with Jesus. All these different things they say about him. He experienced back then when he walked the earth, he makes this known. And God never took away the challenges Paul had. He never stopped people from saying that this guy's not one who is called to lead the Gentiles. He's not called to even be a believer or follower of Christ. And he understood this and he made it known and he told them this so that they'll understand that when they go through the storm, when Timothy takes over where Paul leaves off at, he'll know why he's constantly having to battle with the same issues over and over again. Because that is the purpose that God has put on his life. It's so important to know our purpose. It's so important to know who we are and what God has called us to go through. So we don't get stuck at that same test that we've passed before, but we happen to show up again and have to battle it one more time. The only time Jesus didn't continue that truth fight with the Pharisees who were the children of Satan is when they sought to kill him before his time. That's when the Bible says that he fled. At any time other than that, he didn't back down from a fight. He didn't back down from the test that he was enduring because he clearly knew who he was and what he came to do. He was, he is, when he walked the earth, the way, the truth, and the life. And Paul says in chapter 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause the thanksgiving to the bond to the glory of God. It's all about God getting the glory. That's it. 
And is it difficult sometimes? Absolutely. Anybody who tells you otherwise is lying. This is why I always cringe when I hear these uh, self-gratifying preachings, these self-gratifying teachings. Just tell yourself that you are this and that. Speak to yourself. All these different things they're saying, but don't talk about repentance. Don't say anything about the fact that God saw us as dead in our transgressions and sins. And coming into Christ, God made us alive. Such an important piece to realize because then we we, we can help us not get to this place. Well, why me? Why I got to go through it? It's a blessing to go through storms. It's a blessing to be challenged. It's a blessing to be talked about, to be called any and everything that the enemy wants to call us. The Bible says that when you come under attack, for the name of Jesus Christ. He said, rejoice, for great is your reward in heaven. You know, I don't I don't know about anybody else, but I believe that there is nothing on this earth that can compare to what God has for us who follow him, who are willing to endure the trials and tribulations, even if it's the same one over and over again. That desire to continue to put one foot in front of the other for the glory of God, the Bible says that that will pay off in the end. But the enemy comes in and tell you, you're not supposed to keep going through these tests. You're not supposed to keep getting uh, enduring these type of challenges. You're supposed to one day get to this level of, ah, I'm living my best life now. A lie that is nowhere supported in scripture. Period. You know, I had a gentleman uh, send me a message earlier today about how everything I'm saying is a lie. You know, I, I called out, uh, what's her name? Joyce Myers. Joyce Meyer. That's how you pronounce her name. And how she is a false teacher. For two reasons. One, she preached the doctrine of self. And two, nowhere in the Bible does it give her the authority to preach. There's an order that God has established. And Paul says the reason this order is established because God is not the author of confusion. If this order was flip-flopped, then we can go ahead and disregard everything that happened in the Garden of Eden. But this individual comes out and tells me, I'm telling a lie. But they'll also say they believe in the whole Bible. Only Satan can convince us that when someone quotes the scripture as is written in context and, and, and believe that that person is being led astray, because they're quoting scripture, can also turn around and say they believe in the entire word of God. As we continue this journey, as we continue this walk, we have to realize that knowing where we are and who we are in Christ is essential. Because the enemy will do his best to draw us in to question the word of God, to question our walk with God. You know, I've 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 even been challenged with the with the thought, you know, a few years back I was really like, well, maybe maybe all this isn't real. Maybe this isn't true. And I didn't know exactly where I stood in the word of God, in the will of God. Cuz I wasn't studying for myself. I was listening to TD Jakes and 
and Joel Osteen and all this, you know, God wants to give you your best today and all this stuff that we can't even find nowhere in the Bible. And I wasn't validating and testing the spirits that were coming before me, falling victim to, end of the day, my own decisions are not uh, getting into the truth for myself. Because the I can't blame none of these uh, false teachers or preachers because we're all obligated to make it a point to read the word, study the word, and walk in the word. This keeps us, this fortifies us, this reassures us when we show up at that same test again, that same trial. Again, we got to look at Jesus Christ when he walked the earth. The same test he endured on day one was the same test he endured on his final uh, a day before he went to the grave. It didn't change. It didn't change for Paul. It didn't change for any of the disciples. They were constantly challenged in the same way every time. Yet God kept them. He made sure that all their needs were met. He made sure that they overcame the very things the enemy was trying to do to destroy them all the way up in the, until it was their time to go. So important piece that we have to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ in our storms. We have to look at the truth in his word. We have to when we start feeling discouraged or we start feeling like the world is coming against us or things are collapsing or. Here we go again. We get that feeling. We got to get back to that word. We got to fortify ourselves and we got to stay around people who understand this truth, who are enduring. Because, you know, Paul didn't just hang out with anybody. You know, he 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 hung out with people who understood his persecutions. So that way, when he was dealing with them problems, when he was going through it, he had people to encourage him, people there on his on his side. And he knew what other people were going through, so he encouraged him too. When you look at the letters he wrote to Timothy, a lot of it was simply just encouraging Timothy because he understood what Timothy was either going through or was going to go through. Our association is important, especially in this season. So many people are falling away. So many people are falling by the wayside. And they're, and they're not telling you the season that we're in and the truth that we are we are so desperately needing to hear right now. That, that those those testimonies of encouragement of going through it. You know, I saw one of my um, youth pastors from back in the day. I saw a post calling people to join him in a fight against not funding the 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 uh, increased law enforcement bill. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with where we're at in this season? So it's, you know, it's got to be led by the Spirit of God. And just know that if you show up to that test again or you're already in the test, God wants to get the glory out of you, out of your life in that test. He wants to shine through you. So we got to praise him anyhow. We got to walk in that word and know that he's going to take us through until we are our, our, our final day comes.
and we'll hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So let's be encouraged in this season. Let's be encouraged regardless of what we go through. Know that we are not forsaken. We're not abandoned. We're not left. We're not left to despair. We may feel like everything's falling on top of us, and it very well may be. But God's not going to let us get crushed. He will not let us be destroyed. So be encouraged and walk with God in this season. Keep him first. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to speak your truth, to be encouraged through your word, encouraged through your ministry, what you did on, on the earth, Lord. And we thank you for the Apostle Paul when he walked in many storms, you were always there for him. You kept him. We thank you that as we walk through our storms, we know that you will always be there through your spirit and through your word. We thank you for all that you do. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.